wellnesscouch.com, streaming wellness into your lives. You're listening to A Quirky Journey, the healthy family podcast with your hosts, Joe Witten and Fuad Kassab. Welcome to A Quirky Journey. Uh, Joe, you, you, oh, I said I was going to do the intro this time. Okay, sorry, sorry, start again. Okay, Bye. no, no welcome to anyone. You're not, none of you are welcome to A Quirky Journey. I said this is over. It's done. Okay, sure. <laughs> back a bit. You can start again. <laughs> I didn't hear you say that. All right. Welcome to A Quirky Journey with my favorite person, Joe Whitten. How's it going, Joe? I'm good. How are you? Yeah, fantastic. We've got a special guest on the show today. We do. Hello. You want to tell us about Justine a little bit? This is my good friend Justine, who I met last Sunday. <laughs> <laughs> we I have love the story of how you guys met up, and uh, yeah. it just is fantastic. So, oh, okay. tell us your version I'll of the story, then you can tell us. Yeah, yeah. Well, I got this email from this guy, and he said. My family and I are traveling in your area and um, my wife keeps saying, wouldn't it be cool if I saw Joe?" and she keeps looking out for you and I'm just wondering if we could organize to meet up like her birthday this week and it would be really cool and we could take you for a cuppa but don't worry if it's too weird and we're just random strangers sending a strange message and it's okay and I'm just like, no, no, that'd be cool. That'd be fun. Let's do it. Like you're dealing with quirky Joe here. <laughs> This is what I live for. I know. That just sounded so fun to me to surprise her for her birthday. So I said, yeah, let's meet at the cafe and we'll have a cuppa and um, lunch and so, or whatever. Can we have lunch? Yeah, we, we had lunch. lunch. Yeah. yeah. And so um, I turned up at the cafe and he told her because he didn't want her to freak no. out. <laughs> <You know? laughs> I was nervous because I was like, I've got to. I actually get a bit nervous meeting new people sometimes, but we just hit it off and um, they have the most gorgeous three girls who are this beautiful, beautiful girls. And um, we had a great time for two and a half hours chatting. Yeah. Yeah. And um, then we kind of ended up spending the week together. <laughs> <laughs> and your kids are going to camp together. Yeah, I was telling her, oh, we've got a youth camp on this week and, I said, you should send your kids and have a break from them because they've been yeah. traveling around Australia in a little caravan for months. And she's like, oh, that's not a bad idea. <laughs> anyway, you tell your side of it. Ah, uh, yeah. So my <laughs> side of it was, well, all of what Joe said, but that's all true. Um, but yeah, so Phil told me and then we met up and it was like, I was kind of like, oh, trying not to be like <laughs> starstruck. <laughs> so, like, honestly... Um, I've been following um, Joe's blog and Instagram and all that for, you know, on and off for a long time now, eight years or something. And I think uh, you just get a feel for someone. And yeah. um, so it's not too surprising that she's pretty, like, real and normal. And, um, <laughs> pretty See, lovely. Glad she said I'm normal. normal. <laughs> I knew you'd say well, that. maybe normal for me. I'm also for, <laughs> I'm quirky too. Yeah. Yeah. But, um, yeah. It does attract a certain kind of people, the quirky tribe. <laughs> Yeah, that's it. Yeah, so here we are, and I have just eaten lunch out of Quirky Joe's pot in her kitchen. <laughs> the red pot. That's and it. Your gut is fully healed. You can now go on with your life. Yeah, yeah that's right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. How, how was, what did you eat? 
Um, we had the gypsy stewed. Yeah. Ah, uh, the controversial kind of like, gypsy stewed. They're kind of like gypsies We're travelling gypsies. the country, so that's yeah. inappropriate. Yeah. And besides, yeah. someone gave me some kale out of their garden. <laughs> ah. I wanted to use it. Delicious. Um, yeah. Ah, how was it? It was delicious. <laughs> yeah, I think um, probably better than I've made it before. Um, I, I actually didn't stick to the recipe. <laughs> I added. I um, didn't have any chili flakes. Well, I couldn't find them in my rush, so I just chucked in um, smoked unchowed chili powder and smoked paprika and cumin and oregano. And okay, that was a little different. Can we update the recipe for the next uh, printer so that we can just smoky? It was good. Yes. Sounds sounds like it was good. So um, yeah, the kids are having fun at camp and. Two of them come home today, so yeah, two out of three. So yeah. they'll be tired. So how old are your kids, Justine? Uh, eight, nearly twelve, and fourteen. Three girls. Eight, nearly twelve, and fourteen. Eight, twelve. Wow. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So you've yeah. got all, all like a big range of. Um, I, I guess yeah, psychologies at the moment as well, huh? Oh, like yeah. The, yeah, 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 yeah. Wow, that's three, a, very like, interesting. Nine months on the road together in the caravan and we are ready for this break. <laughs> <laughs> this is like the coolest thing ever because like <laughs> I love this idea of a, a year off or a nomadic year or whatever. Is it a year that you're targeting? or um, It's very flexible because okay. we thought it was going to be a year. We weren't sure how it was going to go. Um, and my husband, he has a work arrangement where he can work from home. So um, it's not like we have you know, just one year and yeah. then he has to be back for something or whatever. It's, yeah, yeah it's open-ended now. So Yeah, okay. Yeah. And you, I guess you're caravan schooling at the moment. It's okay. caravan oh. schooling. Oh, caravan schooling, yeah. I call it fun schooling. Fun <laughs> yeah. Oh, that's great. Yeah, yeah. yeah. The kids are um, technically still enrolled at home, uh, okay. but they don't actually really do oh, a lot of formal Written work. Yeah, they don't mm. do much formal education because we we have really great understanding um, principals at the schools back in Victoria at, at our particular schools that just said, look, you guys are going to have a great time. They're going to learn heaps. Don't worry about it. But they just have to write in their journal. So, so oh. good. they do. They just write in their journal every day. Um, LV, the oldest one, she does a bit of um, maths on their oh. online programs. Right. And they all read every single day. They all read. Um, and they have withdrawal symptoms from libraries. So we go to libraries a lot. <laughs> but, yeah. And do the online apps yeah. for libraries, yeah? Yeah. You have that? Yeah, yeah, we've got BorrowBox and um, yeah. each of the girls has a Kobo, like a Kindle, and um, they just mm-hmm. download all their books that they want, that they borrow, yeah, onto that. So, so many questions, uh, I guess, we need to ask about this, right? So, first of all, where did you guys live before you started going on the road? Uh, we were in Melbourne. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Living the city life to living a wild and free life. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah. We, yeah, we just had, you know, we were renting a house for, I don't know, 10 years or something mm-hmm. like that um, around Brunswick, Coburg area. And, right. um, yeah, so... It My was funny Yeah, I told her about Rumi. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I think you've seen it, you said. Yeah, we yeah. have <laughs> on Ligon Street. Yeah. Yeah, so, you know, we've, we've kind of had that experience of being right, right in the hub of the, you know, 
you know, just 8Ks out of the city where it's all yeah. happening. Oops, sorry. Yeah. That <laughs> but, um, yeah, and then we gave up renting and started house-sitting for a little while. Okay. Um, we did that for 14 months just to save money and then um, we had enough money then to buy a caravan. So here we wow. are. And so the decision to get into the caravan and tour Australia, um, what was the reason behind it? Uh, we felt really busy and sick of just um, going around and around in the rat race pretty much and just not getting anywhere, not getting um, enough time, I, I feel like quality time together. Um, and we had travelled before kids extensively and so we felt like we always wanted to take our kids and give them that experience as well and um it just seemed like a good a good time to do it now um a lot of people go when the kids are younger but I felt like my my time is now it felt more I don't know yeah just more right for us like the kids are just ready for to look after themselves a little bit you know you can have these Yeah. yeah you can send them to a camp, <laughs> you, yeah. you can send them down to the shops or give them, you know, errands to run and they can do it and, yeah. You know, always- what were you hoping to achieve um, yeah. in terms of, like, you're saying, like, you felt that you were stuck in the rat race and getting nowhere. Where did you want to get to with this ex- experiment or this new way of living, I guess, and what do you feel you have achieved? Um, I think just the closeness as a family, um, especially as the kids are approaching teen now and just wanting to, to I guess, um, have influence in their life, um, become more their friend and not just somebody who's driving them here and there and telling <laughs> them what they can and can't do. And, um, yeah, so, so that, that sort of um, being able to just have a lot of fun together and have a lot of memories and a foundation to sort of go forward as they move into teens and young adults. Um, yeah, that was sort of the main goal, I guess. And, um, yeah, just decluttering and having more time for what's important. So for us, it, our, our big family value is um, quality time together out, outdoors, um, just in creation, doing whatever we can find to do spontaneously and free in the area. Um, and we've just had lots of those experiences just um, organically happen, you know. Eight yeah. months on the road, I bet there would have been so many things now, so many great memories created. I yeah. just want to mention the decluttering thing. Um, Justine was telling me that it all began with a, um, a, a, what would you call it, with going into the more minimalist way of life and that's sort of where it began. So that yeah. might be interesting to talk about. Yeah. I guess like anything, it's a journey. You know, you, you start, you might start being inspired by someone and it might be 10 years later before you're there mm-hmm. um, or on your own journey that's similar or whatever. So for us, it's been, you know, just a gradual thing, just like when you're cleaning up your diet, you know, you can't just change everything overnight. Um, for us, we've kind of just gone, well, you know, we want to, we want to, um, have less so that we can downsize our our house. That's how it started for us. We kind of looked at what we had and went, well, we've got all this backyard and we've got a a cubby and a garage full of stuff and it's not bringing us any joy. 
um, the kids are no longer outside. Maybe we don't need a backyard anymore. Why are we paying for that? Let's, let's get rid of all that stuff and see what we can do with less. And so we kind of thought, well, we'll do that. So we downsized and then we got addicted to minim- the minimalism game. <laughs> I don't know if you've ever played the minimalism game <laughs> where you get rid of one thing on day one of the month, two things on day two of the month. So we started with a challenge like that. Mm. Do we really need three kids? Can we? Like, yeah, it's, yeah. Two of them. it's very <laughs> <difficult>. <laughs> But, you know, you start with maybe your sock drawer. Oh, why do I my drawer? I'll chuck that out, you know. And yeah. gradually I just decluttered us out of a house. Like, I'm not kidding. We, <laughs> I love that. Yeah. We had nothing. <laughs> we, now, we now only have a car and a caravan. Um, we have a small amount of stuff in a, a little, you know, two by three storage okay. container. That's it. Okay. So, yeah. Cool. yeah. You feel lighter? Of course. Yeah, we feel more like just ready for anything. So any opportunity that comes our way and you start thinking bigger because Mm. you're no longer confined to um, a location or a box because we don't really fit in a box anymore. (laughs) (laughs) No one one can define us. We don't really have a fixed address. so, yeah. Half the time you're out of range. Yeah. <laughs> and, and you start connecting with other people in, like, in the broader community of, um, you know, travelling families, world schoolers, unschoolers, and suddenly your mind just opens to a whole lot of other possibilities. And it's not going to be difficult to make something happen if you get an opportunity because you don't have to worry about, you know, it took us three years to go from having a house with pets and all the things to um, having nothing. Like it doesn't happen overnight for well, oh. Maybe it does, but fast. it took a long time to, to make that adjustment bit by bit till we were um, able to just house it. So just say, well, it's just us and a car and a trailer of things um, and move from house to house with just those things. Um, what do you yeah. feel like, um, you know, there's obviously a benefit of... Um, being in a community for a long term and having an established sense of community. Your kids grow up and having childhood friends who see, yeah. see them growing up for years together. And, and these are usually the friendships that carry us through life as well. Yeah. Do you feel there's an advantage through that or what's your yeah. yeah, we were feeling like um, for us, we were always searching for community and it got harder and harder the longer we stayed in Melbourne um, because our, I think maybe the suburb we lived in, it got more popular, more people, different kinds of people were moving in. The price of housing was going up. So a lot of people were moving out because they couldn't afford to stay. We were included in that. And we ended up in a, um, in a suburb that there was no real sense of community. We were in a street with neighbours that have, um, you know, roller shutters that would drive into their house. The roller shutter would go down. And you wouldn't see them. Yeah. Um, And even just they'd look at you funny if you said hello. So, Mm -hmm. you know, like people don't really have. What do you mean hello? (laughs) Why would you say hello (laughs) to me? What do you want? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, So, you know, we we were admittedly originally we were on a street that had um, a beautiful sense of community. The kids were playing in each other's, you know, front yard, backyard or whatever. There was the, you know, Christmas parties. Um, people were, you know, 
friendly and sharing their stuff, but it changed over time. And so it's, yeah, we felt, we actually feel like since upping and leaving, we're part of a better community because we bump into other people that are doing what we're doing all the time. And instead of them saying, well, I could probably fit a coffee in, in six weeks. It's like, happy hour right now the sun's going down let's have a glass of wine together let's Kids light the play. campfire and hang out. <laughs> and, um, suddenly you're best friends with someone 24 hours later you know yeah. you're planning hey do you want to do this next leg of um you know we might do cape york peninsula together or whatever so cool. um yes yeah, so you know we can i come really to cape good. york peninsula well, <laughs> oh, right. i'll go again with you okay <laughs> Just like I can feel like it's caravan purchasing energy. I have a stay at home husband. <laughs> I have to work on him. Yeah. 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 So I tell him home is where the thermomix is. So. <laughs> yeah, it doesn't work for him. Yeah. <laughs> uh, that, that sounds amazing. So uh, can you tell us a little bit, like you, you did mention your husband can work from anywhere. Um, has he managed to keep like uh, the ability to like work full time, or it has, yeah. is that no longer necessary? What's what's the practicalities of that? So he's got a corporate job, and um, he works for an employer that have a policy in place where if you can work from home, then it's you know sort of there's no reason why you're not allowed to do that. Um, so he has a compliant work safe um, space in the caravan and we're probably the only people traveling around Australia with a wheelie chair, a proper office chair. <laughs> um, oh, no. Yeah, but that's just the way. Yeah. Explain how it, it works. sets up with the bed and everything. In our caravan, we have um, our double bed folds up into the wall and um, in that space where the bed usually goes, Phil sets up a little desk and he's kind of done a bit of an Ikea desk hack and turned it into a caravan uh, works workspace. And then he's, he's got... This might be sellable. Sellable. Yeah. Maybe. <laughs> and then he, he can pack it up at the end of the day when he's finished working and um, it doesn't take up much space. But the, this wheelie chair, I'm trying to... If anyone can think of a way of replacing a wheelie chair. <laughs> oh, I saw something. Have you seen... There was this really funny video that I saw on Facebook or something of a wearable chair yeah and it's like straps to your <laughs> sort of back and backside and when what? you're sitting it just hangs down like these funny looking legs that are sort of thin and I don't know yeah. anyway and when you sit you don't have to touch anything you just sit and it just goes and the legs go down and wherever you go you can sit <sighs> and then you can stand up and it just hangs down again it's like on a harness or something yeah, right there you go yeah, well, <laughs> not sure how that would work yeah <laughs> Yeah. It's pretty funny though. The, the office chair comes out and it sits outside the caravan under the awning when he's not working and we usually get a lot of dirty looks because like work is a dirty a dirty word when you're on the road like what do you mean you're working? Well, support stuff. <laughs> need to eat. Um, yeah. um tell me like did you have any fears um going into this adventure that turned out to be unjustified? Uh I'm not not really. Um I'm I'm just one of those people that kind of I guess I got a feel for it a long time before we left. I was I was already sort of touching base in there's an online community called Travelling Australia with Kids. So for anyone that 
is thinking about it, they jump onto Facebook, they join the group, they ask a lot of questions. So I was one of those people. And you get a really good realistic idea of, of what it's like out there and what's going to work for you. And, um, and I think what we've learned is even before we hit the road was that there's no right way. So whether you have an ensuite in your caravan, that's something a lot of people ask. Should I or shouldn't I have an ensuite in my caravan? Or should I or shouldn't I take my Thermomix? There's pros and cons to everything. And, um, you know, there's no one right way to do anything. So you just kind of have to work it out. And you might leave with way more than what you need on the road. And then you cull and mm-hmm. um, you might leave with what you think. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We, we, we also sort of had the, we had the opinion, the opposite opinion of we'll get it when we feel we need it. So we left without, um, I didn't have a barbecue. A lot of people have a Webbecue or a little Ziegler and Brown Ziggy um, to do their baking if they don't have an oven in their caravan. And I I said to Phil, that's what I want. That's on my wish list. And I didn't get one until we were about five months into our trip. So, you know, and I picked it up on Gumtree when we're in Perth and got it for a steal. And before that, you said you were cooking in a frying pan. That was pretty much all their meals. (laughs) Frying pan and, um, and a couple of saucepans. So, you know, I went from cooking all the time in the Thermomix to not cook. I didn't even bring my Thermomix on the road because we live off grid, we don't have power most of the time and you can't run it without it. Yeah. Cook over a fire and gas. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So you just adjust and I guess maybe that was probably my biggest fear actually was now that I think of it was just changing the diet because how do I go from what I know and what I always cook and what's quick and easy to adjusting everything to now I'm living in a caravan and I don't have all the things that I used to have and even I don't have hot water so I have to boil the kettle every time I wash the dishes and um yeah and I was worried well what if our diet goes you know all the hard work we've done over the years um just to you know get into the the habits that we were in what if that all goes out the window and it kind of has gone a little bit out the window um I was saying I used to make my own cultured veggies and my own, you know, all that kombucha. kombucha. Yeah. yeah, I used to make that all the time. But where do you put all the stinky stuff in a caravan? <laughs> you know, so, yeah, so I, I was like, well, I'll just buy it. But it's not yeah. actually available everywhere. And, um, you know, you've been a tiny little town in um, regional Australia and they will look at you really funny if you ask for something gluten-free or soy or um yeah. You know, like any of those mm-hmm. other words, it's like, what do you mean? We don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> cultured <doesn't>. vegetables. <laughs> There's nothing yeah. cultured here. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah, so we've had to go without and we've had to, you know, just sort of just weigh up, well, what are the other benefits that we're having mm. this year? And, um, you know, there's... The lack of yeah. stress probably makes up for all of that. Yeah, yeah. More sleep too. We, oh yeah. We get up with the sun and go to bed with the sun most days. So, yeah, I think we are getting more sleep than we've ever had this year, and it feels really good. You think about um, teenagers in the city and in towns, and the time that they go to bed. Like, you know, even my kids, ten o'clock's usual. 
and your kids are in bed by 8.30? We are all in bed by 8.30 mm. unless we're socialising um, specifically around a fire for a special occasion or something. But most travelling families all go to bed at about the same time because we're tuckered out. We've been busy all day. Mm. We've been in, out in the weather, out, you know, usually Boring. swimming or walking or, or doing something that takes a bit of energy and there's not really any real reason to stay up later. So mm. we just go to bed. It's <laughs> good. So with all that sleep and extra sunshine and fresh air, and does that balance out not eating your sauerkraut? And how has your health responded to, to this experiment? Knowingly <laughs> healthy. <laughs> yeah, look, probably. I, I would say I would probably struggle if I had, um, you know, more health issues or something to begin with. But I, okay. think, I think that, yeah, for, for where I'm at personally, it's going fine. And I have met other people out there that are, you know, putting more effort in making sauerkraut or kombucha in their caravans. Um, and so, you, you know, you do what you can do and do what you, is important to you. But for me, I was, I was actually a bit relieved to kind of, <laughs> to, in some I'm ways, free. I, yeah, a little bit kind of just let the ball go and say, well, I'm focusing my attention on other areas now mm. and, um, and that's working for us. But I think long term that would be something I would want to get back into and I'm already considering it now because I, I left with the mentality it's only a year. Now I'm like, oh, well, this could be another little while, another year perhaps on the road. So um, now, And I have yeah. a spare SCOBY. Yes, that's why I came here. I, I came here for a SCOBY. And, and then, I'm in search of a quirky SCOBY. <laughs> yeah, I, I sprung the podcast idea on her. <laughs> And she's like, oh, well. she's like. Well, that's such an interesting topic because I think a lot of us sort of have this kind of, uh, oh, let's just leave everything behind and go kind of feeling. Oh. Take the family and go get on the road. Yeah. Just but like obviously leave a lot all the clutter behind or get rid of it. Burn down the house. Burn down the house. <laughs> <laughs> There's yeah. no return. Yeah. Well, a lot of people yeah. say that we're living the dream and we do pinch each other and ourselves. <laughs> Don't do it. Like it's, it's more comfortable if you don't pinch. It's just <laughs> that's when you're living the dream. Um, so um, you you think like within uh, you're gonna be on the road for a bit longer. How do you feel when you start thinking about settling back in? Like what kind of life do you now envisage you uh, want to engineer for yourself? You know, having read the lessons yeah. of the road. We've definitely learnt about ourselves that we we don't love being in cities anymore. Now that we've left, um, we feel very stressed when we go back to a city. Yes. We have hit up a few capital cities and, and when we're there, it's like quick, do all the things and then leave. Like, mm. you know, go do, you know, all those things that you can't do when you're out in a regional place. And so they're very practical stopovers for us. We're not really um, city people anymore. It's just, you know, get the car serviced, pick up that thing from the camping store or whatever, you know, and then get out of there. We love the big, wide, open spaces. So now we're kind of, we feel like we're on a tour to find the perfect place to buy a home. Um, Uh, Okay. Eventually we'll, you know, we'll find that place and we'll settle down and it may well be here. We've pretty much fallen (laughs) in love with the tablelands. But, um, yeah, who knows? I mean, we're, we're still got to explore all of the east coast and tasmania yes yeah thank you tasmania is incredible uh, if you don't like cold weather 
Yeah. Oh, you're yeah. used to that. Well there's, <laughs> well, there's a lot of free camping in Tasmania as well. So you mm. can you can actually live there, uh, you know, free camp almost the whole time. Wow. And um, a lot of mm. other families have done it for months plus. So even mm. though it's the tiniest state, people tend to spend the longest there. Well, there's so much to see. It's so beautiful. Yeah, and it's, you know, it's a foodie's delight oh, as yeah. well. So. <laughs> Yeah, you could easily find. Find the absolutely. Yeah. Oh, um, one of the things that you mentioned before, for our, and we sort of got off the topic was the family side of things. Is it hard being away from your family? Are they in Melbourne? Um, yeah. So we've got family between us in in Queensland and um, Melbourne and New South Wales. So we've seen some of our family. But I think we we didn't really feel like we were um, missing out too much, I guess, because we weren't, even though we were living in the same state or not too far away, we weren't really spending a huge amount of time with, with it's anybody. not like cousins and aunties and uncles all? No, no, we're, our family's pretty spread out. Mm. Um, but we have had visits from family on the road, so that's been really nice. I saw the photos um, with your mum. Yeah. That's really lovely. She yeah. travelled with you a bit. Yeah, well, mum mum came to visit when Phil had to go away for work um, for a week and I said, well, I've got space in the caravan for you without Phil around, so why don't you come and join us? And she did. And we had a really lovely week together and the kids just loved that. And that's probably more quality time than they would get mm. if we're in Melbourne. Yeah. Because they're at school and, um, you know, we would only really visit on the weekend or whatever and mum would be, you know, wanting to hang out more but no one's really available, you know. You just, mm. you're in your routines of things that you're doing before and after school and blah, blah, blah. So, yeah, that was really nice. And she, we also visited... Um, so they also visited us when we were in Perth. So I think people tend to sort of see it as an excuse to travel to places um, other than waiting until they're just having a holiday. They go, oh, where are they going to be? Maybe we'll meet them there. And Yeah. Yeah, Cairns was popular. We were busy <laughs> when we were in Cairns because there was a lot of people that made the excuse to visit there. Oh, yeah, true. I guess because it's just such a nice tropical climate. Mm, especially this time of year. Yeah, yeah. Mm. What improvements have you seen in like your children's attitudes and behaviours? So much growth. Um, Her girls yeah. are honestly some of the most beautiful kids you'll ever meet. They're Aww. just so sweet. Thank you. And and just very comfortable talking to adults. Like you can tell that they've been travelling and meeting people of all different ages and they're not stuck in their peer group. They're very comfortable with any yeah. age. Yeah, so... Um, We've especially seen growth in our middle daughter because she's she's just had a lot of anxiety from a really young age. Mm. Um, you know, any any amount of any little bit of change would set her off, and she was very hard to. Um, I don't know, just just one of those kids that's just difficult to really kind of get your head around and understand and help her through. And so she was always um, at the beginning quite nervous about every move we made and we were moving every two to three days uh, at first just because we wanted to get right away from our home state and as far as far away as possible <laughs> as far from Melbourne as possible. just kidding just, Melbourne, you know, Melbourneites. <laughs> just wanted to get you know somewhere where we couldn't go easily quickly you know what I mean so we did some some long stints and we thought gosh is this traveling thing going to be for us how long can we do it for because she was just getting triggered every time we moved every time she had to pack up 
um, she was hiding behind me if there were new people, like other kids playing, and she would wait until the day we were packing up before she'd say hello and then it would be too late, you know. Mm-hmm. So she's now a different kid. She's so resilient. She's I can't so believe it. Wow. Um, yeah, and we, we knew that this would be really good for her, just uh, just practising all of the time to be brave and then having, with especially with other kids out there on the road that have been out there maybe a bit longer than us at first, those kids. So we're modelling. Yeah, um, they would model it for her and she would go, okay, well, that wasn't so hard for them. I'm going to give that a go. Aww. And a great example of that was the first time that we had the opportunity to do karaoke. <laughs> um, so she's actually an excellent singer and she used to get stage fright all the time with even just these, you know, the class assembly items. She would just freeze in those class assembly items. So she said to me, I really want to do karaoke, but I'm so scared. So she went up on the stage with her sisters and they all sang together and she was the loudest, <laughs> but so, but sort of hiding, but her voice came out the loudest and she had so much fun. She said, I'm next time I get an opportunity to do karaoke, I'm going to go up there and I'm going to do it straight away. I'm not going to wait until the end of the night. Mm-hmm. And so it was only about two weeks later and the next place we were staying and they had karaoke and our kids were the only kids there. And I said, well, here's your big opportunity. They got up. Her and her little sister got up straight away and they sang and they did a really, really hilarious version of um, The Lion Sleeps Tonight. Right? <laughs> they were really off key. It was, it was hilarious. <laughs> they were out of time, but they were having a great time. Oh, and so they got cute. a huge round of applause from all the grey nomads. And then the manager of the caravan park gave them um, a little note and he said, I was so impressed by your courage and the way that you got up there and just gave it a shot come and see me tomorrow. And so they went into the office the next day. They were so excited to see him and he gave them, um, you know, paddle pops and chopper chops. <laughs> All their dreams came true. Um, yeah, so, That's so cute. it's just constantly reinforcing to them that, you know, if you put yourself out there, um, then it's really rewarding and it's not mm. so scary and it's become so unscary for them that they just initiate especially Willow, I'm really amazed by her. She just initiates friendships now, Mm. just walks up to people and introduces herself. She's a different kid. And she's funny. Like she she was chatting with me at camp yesterday and her and your little one, um, she's Stormy, they were just like saying... Joe, you said to mum that if if we needed anything at camp, just let me know, just let you know and then you'll bring it out to us. And I'm like, yeah. And they said, well, we think we need mud cake. And like they're great. <laughs> <laughs> but they had a little twinkle in their eyes and, they were, and then they were just laughing and they were saying all these things they wanted me to bring that was all like baking and stuff. Yeah. <laughs> they're just the good oh, Totally not me. shy. No, they're not. And (laughs) I think, um, you know, Willow's always said to me, Mum, can I be homeschooled? And she's never really enjoyed school. Although she's got friends, she's just never really felt um, comfortable. Well, if she's she's had the anxiety, that's usually difficult. Yeah, Yeah, but, you know, it's always been a mystery to the teachers because she fits in nicely in the classroom. She's everyone's friend. She's helpful to everyone, you know, all the usual stuff, but then comes home and she's just a mess. Mm. So this, I think it's been a real 
perfect time for her. And it's her last year of primary school. And she said, I want to go back for graduation. So we're, we're going to actually go back for graduation because they have to do a speech. And I said to her, are you okay with the speech? She goes, no, I'd forgotten I have to do a speech. I don't <laughs> want to go to graduation anymore. And I said, well, we're going now. <laughs> You're going to do a speech. You probably do the best speech there. Yeah, so, she's had a lot of experience. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So, so yeah. Good. yeah. They've learned so much. They have. Are you uh, documenting some of your stories on Instagram or anything like that? Yeah, what? we... We have been sharing our stories, Facebook and Instagram. We've got, okay. yeah, I mean, it was mainly we just did it to, um, mainly for friends and family back at home so they could follow along. Sure. And, um, but then it's what you do. It's everybody out there, all the travelling families have a page name and um, often they have a logo even. We don't have a logo. <laughs> <laughs> um, but, you know, they have a page name and, and that's, that's a better way of connecting with people than exchanging your personal details because then you can just follow along other families' journeys and when you're in the same place at the same time, connect up and um, when they've finished travelling, they can keep, you know, getting it. Yeah, yeah. So we've got, yeah, we've got a page and an Instagram. but Just tell them the name of it. More stories, less stuff. (laughs) Awesome. I'll put the link on there. Yeah, sure. wants to see your yeah, travels. There are loads and loads, hundreds. It's a huge movement. So there's so many people out there doing it. A lot of people will have sold up and are funding their trip by selling their house or whatever. But there are actually heaps of people out there that are working. They just pick up work and stay in one area for a while and yeah. then travel for a while. Do you know my friend uh, Luke and his wife Tracy, they were doing that That's for right. a while. Yeah, they're settled in uh, Brisbane at the moment. So yeah. that's yeah, but they loved it. They said yeah, it was an amazing experience for them. Yeah, and um, Justine was saying it. So what was that community? T A W T A W K. It's the Talk Community, and it stands for Traveling Australia with Kids. Yeah. And um, there's actually a page out there. It was started by someone who did that. They travelled Australia with kids, and they've got caravan parks to sign up to membership. Um, deals so if you're a talk member you get two nights you could stay for free for the first two nights and then it's just become a a online um, social group now and that's where everyone goes and asks questions and starts planning you know what should I pack and what kind of car do I need and all those things so cool yeah great well Justine thank you so much for being with us on the show we really enjoyed having you and uh, look forward to keeping track of your journey on Instagram. Uh, Joe, uh, I tell you, we get on the caravan. Oh, I just want to go. <laughs> yeah. um, I have to tell you too, I asked Justine, have, have you listened to our podcast before? And tell, him, tell, me, tell him the story about in the Emirates. Oh, yes. Yeah, so <laughs> my sister lives over in the Emirates. And um, this was going back about five years ago, she flew us over for a holiday. So we were, we were out four-wheel driving at night, <laughs> it got dark while we were out there, in the desert. And we got lost. We couldn't find our way out of the desert. <laughs> and um, so we had two four-wheel drives between us and um, the boys were, you know, trying, one of the men was running ahead and the other one was trying to, like, navigate. And, and anyway, <laughs> we were going up and down over these sand dunes for hours and I said to my sister, I've got um, 
I've got podcasts downloaded if you want to listen to them just to pass the time away and distract us. She goes, oh, yeah. I said, they're all quirky. Joe. have you heard of her? <laughs> yeah, so so we, we were listening to the Quirky Joe podcasts together. And I gave her that holiday. I actually took over my, um, my Thermomix and gave it to her because I'd just gotten a new one. So I gave her my old one. And now she's just become like over the years, she's become so obsessed with like you guys and the food <laughs> and everything. She's the first. What's her name? Mel Craven. She's the first. Oh, I'm sure I've seen her online. Yeah, probably. Hi, yeah, Mel. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, first Thermomix consultant over there now oh, um, in the Emirates. Yeah, so she, cool. yeah, because she was just making, she's a yoga teacher and she, she has a lot of people, women at her house all of the time and she yeah. makes them, you know, little bliss balls and treats all the time and smoothies. Yeah, and yeah so, she, <laughs> so they just naturally all wanted to get on the bandwagon as well but yeah that's it was just how funny is that (laughs) you know it's it's funny how sometimes you can just tell when someone contacts you that they're going to be your kind of person so (laughs) glad we met oh so am i I'll make something with the Blue Mountains pass by and uh, I'll have some mud cake ready for you guys. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> she'll, she'll help you um, talk the family into going travelling. <laughs> yep. Yeah, I'd love to do it. I'd love to try. Oh, I'm ready. Yeah. <laughs> uh, thank you so much for joining us, for being such a good sport. Uh, okay. <laughs> thank you for having me. <laughs> This has been a production of thewellnesscouch.com. Check us out on Facebook and join in the conversation on facebook.com forward slash thewellnesscouch. Subscribe to each show on iTunes and check us out on Twitter. The Wellness Couch, streaming wellness into your lives. Whilst the Wellness Couch presenter endeavor to provide accurate and helpful information to their listeners, these podcasts cannot take into account individual circumstances and are not intended to be a substitute for health and medical advice from a qualified health professional. You should always seek the advice of a qualified health professional before acting on any of the information provided by any of the Wellness Couch podcasts.